Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Life is full of unexpected moments from car repairs to vet bills. Aspire Credit Card is there for you. The Aspire Cashback Rewards Card empowers you to manage everyday needs and surprises while rewarding you with 3% cashback rewards on gas, groceries, and utilities, plus 1% on all other eligible purchases. Worried about your credit? With Aspire, less than perfect credit is okay, and you can see if you pre-qualify without affecting your credit score. Visit Aspire.com and see if you pre-qualify. Accept it at your favorite stores where you use MasterCard. Visit Aspire.com and see if you pre-qualify today. Build. Grow. Aspire. The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. While not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful rash that can last for weeks. Wake up because shingles could wake up in you. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention.
Show will. <clears throat> Excuse me. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to the voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. <laughs> Got a radio show. Yeah, I do. Man, how good has God been to me? You know, today I was thinking of uh, what I would say today, and it, and it just dawned on me this way, and I just want to share this with everybody listening. Uh, you've got to get some help to make it through life. I cannot imagine where I would be if I if if it was not for the help of my God, if it wasn't for his grace and mercy, if I did not have the ability to lean on him in all the times I've had to lean on him, which has become a daily basis. I have no idea where I would be. But clearly I know for a matter of fact I would not be here today. You have got to get some help to get through this thing called life. I am telling you, I am begging you to look into it, man. You've got to form a relationship with God. Without a relationship with God, this thing called life is daunting at times. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. I know I'm speaking the truth right now because, listen, no matter who you are, what color you are, what job title you have, what aspirations you may have. I don't care what your educational background is or is not. It does not matter. If you don't get some help, if you don't get a real relationship going on with God, I don't see how you can make it. I just do not see how you can make it. So many people are faking and fronting out here like they got it going on, and you don't know. And you really don't know. How many people that you think in your neighborhood had it going on because you saw a car pull up in the driveway or their house looked bigger or the grass is cut nicer and you only find out that a foreclosure sign on their house too? See, you don't know. The mask that people put on to parade around in is for appearance sakes. You know, you don't know what that is. So a lot of people you looking at that you think got it going on, who might be the pattern of success that you want to trace, who might have what you think is going on, you got to be real careful with that because it may not be as it appears to be. But one thing is for sure, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what, I know that behind whatever mask I'm wearing or I realize that no matter what the appearances may be, that on the other side of me, I'm going to be just fine. See, you may be outwardly, people hating on you, talking about you, dragging your name through the mud. Look, man, people can say stuff about you. Most people talking about you don't even know you. They just participating in it. You can have that appearance going on. But behind you, within you, if you have a relationship with God, it don't matter because you can be all right. I'm telling you, I've seen it get real stormy on the outside for me. But on the inside, I just had the feeling I was going to be all right. See, that's what the relationship gives you, man. It gives you the confidence to know that the things that you're going through are temporary. That it's just a space that you happen to be in. Like I said the other day, you got to remember something. The road to success is always under construction. 
you might as well get ready for that. If you're planning on changing, getting better, doing something about your health, doing something about the weight, your unwanted pounds, maybe you want to want to get off some of that diabetes medicine, you want to lower your cholesterol, I don't care what you want to do. If, if you decide, hey, look, I just would like to live a longer, more prosperous life. Or, hey, I want to make X amount of dollars. Or, hey, man, I'm going to stop staying out in these streets and I'm going to come home and treat my family the way they ought to be treated. I don't care what decision you make. When you strike out on that road to success, it's under construction, partner. There's barrels out there. There's wide turns. There's detours. There, there's If you go through this barrel, it's a crater on the other side. You know, it's, it's, it's men out there holding signs saying, slow down. Sometimes they put the stop sign up. You got to wait and watch people go by you on the other side. Then before you can take off again. You've all been on the road with construction on it. It can be so frustrating. And the whole time you're on that road, I know when I'm on the road with, under construction, I'm always thinking of an alternative path. I ain't ever set in traffic under construction, man, and thought of if I get off on this exit, where would it take me? Not knowing, but just, man, could I keep moving if I go that way? That's a dangerous thing sometimes, see. That's a dangerous thing because oftentimes when we get off the road of success and we take that other path, we get further and further off course because wasn't no detour sign for that. Just a decision I made on my own because I don't like sitting here. Sometimes I don't have the patience I ought to have. So I've taken some what I thought might be shortcuts. But I got to tell you something. Ain't no shortcuts on the road to success. Even the detour signs wind up taking you a little bit out your way and loop back around. I remember one time I was coming from Las Vegas and uh, there was an uh, some type of chemical spill in a truck. And... Uh, you could almost see the smoke up ahead, very faint. So they detoured us through the desert, and we had to go all the way around. And I drove, man, like an hour and a half out of the way. And when they entered us back on the freeway where we were to go back to L.A., soon as I got at that exit to get back on the freeway, I looked right there, and there the accident was. Now, it was an hour and a half, an hour 45, all the way around in that desert to get back to almost the same place. But it was the best way to go because, see, that was the route to take. And that's what you got to understand about trying to make the right decision to be successful, that the road to construction. The road to success is always under construction. You're going to have to go around a little bit. So quit, stop being impatient with, I don't want to go around. I'm going to go this way. You go that way if you want to. Just follow the detour signs. See, because somebody that came up this road before, you have. See, somebody done traveled the road already, and they took the way around. And, yeah, it seemed like it's a longer way, and you want to make that other decision. But stay on the road to success. It's under construction, man. That's just the way it goes. Don't lose your patience and try to create a shortcut for yourself. I'm going to go away. Ain't nobody ever gone. Wait, hold up, partner. You really think you're going to do that? You know, listen, there's oftentimes a lot of rewards when you go the least travel path. But the road to success is the least travel path. That's what you keep getting mixed up. You keep thinking if you go another way. No, no. Stay on the road to success. That is the least travel path. It's under construction. You can go out there with your, with your machete if you want to, talking about cutting new trails. You think the road to success is under construction. 
take the other route and get that machete out and see how long you be out there trying to cut a path. Sometimes, man, you, you just got to stay patient. The road to success has been traveled before by millions of people in front of you, everybody that has some setbacks in life. But don't get off the road of success just because you're having some setbacks, just because you see some orange barrels up, just because there's some men out there with vests on. What that got to do with you? Everybody, everybody that's trying to be successful is on that road. Your relationship with God helps you, helps you guide yourself around the barrels. It helps you have the patience to go around that away. He going to get you back where you got to be. But you got to go out there so you can learn some things. See, it's not only, see, you need God to make it in life because the road to success is always under construction. He calms you down when the barrels is up. He lets you know it's going to be all right. He'll, he, he'll, he'll, he rewards you with the patience to finish because he's going to get you right back where you need to be and you can get on with where you was going, okay? All right, y'all. We're going to try that today. I'll be back. I'm going to be ignorant. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, gentlemen and ladies, Volkswagen and the clown. May I have your undivided attention, please? Today's show is going to be one where I am committed to making several verbal errors intentionally. I'm just going to bring it, and y'all deal with it. Welcome to this Hill Morning Show. Good it's morning, real. Shirley. We just talked about this. No. You wasn't here yesterday. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so now we know the monitor, the hall monitor's back. <laughs> Where your pass? Where your hall pass? Uh, no Stop running pass. in the hall. <laughs> Do you have a hall pass? You know, good hair well, I ain't got no good hall morning, pass. Then go back Steve. to your class. <laughs> and everyone, good morning, I had guys. stole oh, one time. Back. Oh, well, first of all, good morning, Carla. Morning, crew. Sorry about that. Some- Junior. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, Steve. And Tommy. Yay, yay. I stole out the administrative office one time a stack of hall passes. Oh, really? Oh, boy, I had a nice business. I had a it's nice a business. selling. I was Wait a selling minute, hall passes. Se- you were making money off hall passes? Yeah, I sold them out my locker. But they you were hean. What were you free, mean? How they free? How hall pass free, sure? <laughs> you, a I teacher mean, got to give you a hall pass for you to be out in the hallway wandering around. Now, right? if you just want to wander around, where your hall pass? <laughs> teachers don't teachers let you walk out in the hall. So they pay. So you made people pay you to get a pass. Yeah, how, a how dollar much? or a sandwich. A dollar. What? Or a sandwich. A sandwich, or like Money. if you was going down the dippies, you had to bring me a corn dog or some wings. Something. Wow. I just but, hustled. Okay. No one knew that you were doing this? The teachers? Who, who, wait, let me ask you something. Who, who gonna tell it? <laughs> what you we'll can't see. do after you get busted with the hall pass is tell them you bought it from me. <laughs> now your ass really in trouble. With, so how old you were you on. when you did, were hustling hall passes? I was in high school. Wow. <laughs> 16, 17. So you did. It was not, I had a whole started. stack of them because you just tore them off at the top. Mm-hmm. I had a whole stack of them. Would you sign them for Pink Hall. No, hell no, I can't write. <laughs> I'm just giving you the hall pass. That, that's hall. your you you go and put whatever you need on there. I don't know your teacher. Class. 
I don't know your teacher. Yeah. Everybody had them. So no no one thought that was unusual that all these students had hall passes. I ain't selling just, just anybody. You had to be, you know, of a certain element. <laughs> you know, I had yeah. to so, know that you had, you know, like a background that could handle. Keep it on the low, low. Right. Right, right. This is you know, crazy. A background. So you had to, to have a type of background where if I know you got busted, you just took it. You weren't going to put my name in it. Yeah. You cut class, didn't you? you, cut, you no, cut I didn't never cut, dog. I cut class my whole time I was in school. I cut class twice. Mm. Whole time I was in, I went to school, man. But the stuff that you did I didn't know nothing. In there. I went. You was there. Yeah. <laughs> I was, was what? what I had perfect attendance, all kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, I, listen. At least get perfect attendance. I'm not finna be on no honor roll or nothing like that. Yeah. Coming up, we're gonna talk about stolen office lunches. Hmm, more common than you think. Mm-hmm. We'll be back at 32 after. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it is time for something funny, guys. And, you know, people are getting ready for work right now, probably. And uh, maybe they're making their own lunch. You know, people do that at home. Well, Steve, it turns out that 18% of people have admitted to eating someone else's lunch at the office. One worker's live tweeting of the mystery of a co-worker stolen shrimp fried rice was retweeted over 173,000 times, okay? Uh, and, and, and while you may think it's funny, and it is kind of funny, I mean, when you think about it, um, you know, getting away with eating someone else's meal, it actually could have some serious consequences on the job. Uh, people don't forget stuff like this. Well, and you see these people her. every single day. This is according to a human resource expert. It becomes a trust issue. So, Steve, I have to ask you. I know you did it. No, he didn't do it. <laughs> Office lunches. No. You, you never I have never him? in my life taken somebody's food because oh. I ain't that way. I don't, I don't know you. Oh, so you don't know what kind of home they have, how clean they right. are, how now, hygienic. Now, two okay. things I have done. Okay. I've had mine taken. Yeah. I've caught a person. What happened? And I've had, I've seen a person taking a person's lunch. Okay, well, what happened when someone took yours? Both these is now situations I use to my advantage. <laughs> How so? What? Yeah, let's see. Doing? Now, you don't want this out. So okay. now I need a couple favors. <laughs> is you the mom? No, yeah. oh, dog. I mean, look, I saw you because I'm real observant. Y'all know that about me. I'm extremely oh, yeah. observant. Oh, yeah. So I'm watching this dude steal this dude food. And wow. the dude food he was stealing, is he's deceased. His name is James Paradise. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. we worked at General Electric. And this dude was taking Jared, James Paradise like because Jane could cook his ass off. Oh. And he was just eating James lunch every now and then. And I caught him. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. if I tell this to James Paradise, dog, I'm talking about you finna get drugged out in the parking lot, and when you come back in, you're gonna need to show the people at the door your ID. <laughs> what, what did he steal, Steve? What, what was it he had? You know, like sandwiches, you know, uh-huh. James would cook ribs. Uh-huh. He'd take his ribs. Lunch? You know, he made pork shoulder sandwich. Right. Used oh, to bring yeah, it yeah. in to work for everybody. He stole his pork shoulder sandwich. And James was getting upset. Right. So yeah. I saw him take James stuff. Uh-huh. It was this young white dude that uh-huh. was stealing the food. Oh, yeah. Because he, he was single. And, you know, he wouldn't bring no lunch half the time. Just stupid-ass boy. So <laughs> what you run game on him with? You so I song? told him, I said, hey, man, you know, if James find out you the one taking his lunch, man, you know what's going to happen to you. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> 
Wait, what? What? I love what you. is that? I love the white guy. Come on. What? Ah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's what I need. See, once I hear that fear in your voice, yeah. then I got your ass now. Because all jeez is not a hood term. Uh-uh, uh-uh. He said, ah, oh, jeez. I said, look, hold on, man. Hold on. This ain't got to go nowhere. Stay now, right here. Now, look, this can stay right here. But I'm going to need a couple favors, man. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to leave early Wednesday. I need you to cover my job. See, see. That, that makes sense. Oh. Hey, it's okay, not a problem with me, there. Steve. <laughs> no, geez. it's Mr. Harvey. <laughs> oh, Mr. Harvey? No. <laughs> no, it's Mr. No, Harvey. No, no. Now, you're going to put some speck on my name. <laughs> I was the original bird man. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. Uh, so you're going to put some speck on my name. Yeah. And so I had him cover, cover my job uh-huh. like three times for that. Yeah. Whoa. Then I saw a dude take my lunch. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. This was a black dude who had just got hired, and he hadn't completed his 90-day probation oh, period. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if I oh, report this, you, 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 don't get the job. you ain't going to get the job. Yeah, right. you had him. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. I thought it was mine. How the hell? Your name ain't Steve. It's <laughs> <laughs> Gregory. <laughs> Gregory. No, your name is Frederick. Oh, Frederick. It was Frederick. Where did S-T-E-V-E get confused with Frederick? Right, right. So I said, so Frederick, look here, man. I'm just need a couple favors from you. Uh-huh, man. Now, I'm going to come in late. I need you to punch my time clock when you get at the gate. Punch my time clock for me. Yeah. Hit me in. Dang. Oh, that's, oh that's, that's, that's not a problem. Now, listen to me. <laughs> They have a camera aimed at the time clock. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So you got to put your back to the camera. Gotcha. Wow. So he did it the first time. How do you know all of this? Oh, he's a thug. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. No, no, no. You're, Excuse you're me. The... Excuse me, Tommy. What? Hoodlum. Hoodlum. Oh, I was never oh, a thug. Hoodlum. Hoodlum. <laughs> Hoodlum was crime with a purpose. With a respect oh. to it. Yeah. <laughs> Thugs just out here doing stuff. Thugs oh. is stupid. Hoodlum. Crimes <laughs> with a purpose. And it was always okay. to better or uplift oneself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Yes. At the expense of others. Well, yeah. You know. yeah. And so that's what I had him do. So I could leave early because mm-hmm. of the little white dude, and I could come in late because of the black dude. Because of Frederick. Wow. So I had him a nice little setup. Mm. That was genius. Yeah. And then, meanwhile, at school, he was, you know, you selling, hall, selling passes. hall passes. Selling hall passes. Yeah. Y'all need passes to be late in this hallway. <laughs> Who name you put on it ain't see my name was never on a hall pass. So ain't no need you talking about you got it from Steve. Cause I ain't got no hall pass. <laughs> Cause I had towed her back off my locker anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so what I kept mean? my you stuff. You did what? I towed her back mean? off my locker. What so, do you, I don't get that. Oh my God. So I, would, I had, stuff I had behind. my corner yeah. bent down, yeah. and I put all my stuff behind. So if you open my lock and you check it, it. I ain't never it. had nothing. Oh, I get, okay. Yeah. So I, Steve I gave you a hall pass. Yeah. How the hell I got hall pass? <laughs> <laughs> open my lock. I'm in class. <laughs> <laughs> Not learning to write. I'm here. I only I'm missed here. two days in high school. <laughs> two cut days. All I ever did, man. Oh, but that's very yeah. Wow, Steve, your life has been incredible. It's been wonderful. It, it really, really has. <laughs> really, thank you. And look at you now. Stories. Look at you now. I mean, still seriously. hustling. <laughs> yes. Are you close? Are you still a hoodlum? 
No, I, I, no, I don't do crime. <laughs> no, I had a little run-in. Right, I had a little run-in that kind of straightened me out. Coming up next, it's the nephew with Run That Prank Back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, J. Anthony Brown will be here with Man on the Streets. Plus, Miss Ann will have today's national news. But right now, it is time for Run That Prank Back. Hey, Neff, what you got? Come on, let's talk about it. Nappy what? hair. Nappy huh. hair. Oh, Excuse man. me? Play too much. Come on. Talk about Kevin it. Hair. Durant. Some what? got it, some don't. <laughs> Nappy hair. Run uh, it. What'd you say, Jay? Kevin Durant. He need a brush hanging around. He need a brush hanging around his neck. <laughs> Wait, hold up, hold up. Did you hear our fearless That's leader? Jay. He don't look head. like he ever had baby hair, ever. <laughs> wow. Kevin Durant. Wrong. That's wrong. I never noticed his hair. Yo, look at it. Yeah, how he you need to get a free throw shot just for his head being nappy. <laughs> now, now I have to look I do, I'm up. not in this joke. <laughs> no, I've never been in nappy hair joke. I don't like him. <laughs> You know he was nappy on purpose. You know I'm not going to go. It's not nappy. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, it's natural. <laughs> yeah. Naturally Na- y'all going to stop. I'm the cause of the problem. Naturally. Love yourself and the skin you in and the <laughs> people that reside within. Put some perm on it. Uh, put some speck on his hair. All right, look, come on. Let's go. Let's go now. It is nappy hair. Hello. Hello, I'm trying to get Francis. This is she. Hey, Francis, how you doing? My name is uh, Daryl. Daryl, our kids, they go to uh, together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your daughter's uh, Kaylin, right? Yes. Okay, my son is uh, DJ, Daryl Jr. He. They, uh, I think I may have met you at the uh, beginning of the school year. You remember meeting me, Daryl? Daryl. Oh, I met a lot of people, but I'm sorry, I can't place you right now. Okay, all right, no problem. Hey, listen, um, I was getting your call. You know, there's only a, a handful of, uh, of black kids at the, the school. You know, being a private school and all. And uh, we, the the, uh, the black parents, we all got together and had a meeting a couple nights ago. Okay, you say all the black parents. Okay, I wasn't there. Why wasn't I called? Uh. Well, we actually had a meeting about your daughter, Kaylin. Oh, well, what about Kaylin? Is she? Is there a problem at school that she's creating or something? I don't even know about what's what's going on with. Well, actually, we're, we're you know we feel privileged to be you know you know like I said, there's only a handful of blacks, and we try to carry ourselves in a dignified way, our, our presence, our attitude, the way we handle ourselves. And, uh, you know, Kayla's doing very good in school, from what I understand, and very nice with all the rest of the kids. She's getting along. That's not the problem. What we're, what we're trying to get is um, the grooming of Kayla. You know, Kayla has these braids. And what we were trying to do is, is give, you know, we had a meeting hold about on, it. We hold wanted up, to- hold up, hold up, hold up. Did you just say her grooming, something's wrong with her grooming? Well, it's not necessarily her clothing. Of course, you know, the kids wear the uniform. But the, the braids, you know, we, we want to represent ourselves with a lot of dignity, the way we carry ourselves. We want to be, um, you know, pretty much nice and clean, spit and polished. We would really prefer if her hair was straight and opposed to being braided up, you know? You wait a minute. That, I mean, that kind of gives off a, a ghetto type of look to it. And that's what we're trying to, to avoid. Are, are you crazy? 
is something wrong with you? You don't have, First of all, how the hell you get my number? If you couldn't call me for the meeting, why are you calling me now? Well, like I said, ma'am, the meeting was to get the general consensus on where all the parents feel in the same way about your daughter and her braid. You know, we're just trying to keep everything classy at when it comes to the blacks that attend the school. There's only 10 of us, you know, 10 children attending i tell you what you can attend. You can, What you can attend to is this phone hanging up in your face. You tell the parents, all of them for me, y'all can go straight and hit rock bottom out of hell talking about my child and her braids. Her braids are ethnic. They are nice. She is well-groomed. And I don't know how in the hell you got my telephone number, but... Tell all the parents for me to kiss the crack of my you-know-what. Listen, first of all, I don't like the way that you're talking to me, okay? I carry myself with class, with dignity. I'm spitting polish, ma'am. Uh, I wanted to call and talk to you like two adults, you know, you're acting just as ghetto as her hairstyle. Let me say something real ghetto to your okay? You and all the parents can hit rock bottom out of hell. Don't call me no more with no like this. This is ignorant. I'm far beyond this. My child is well-groomed. She is going to go to that school. As a matter of fact, as much money as it costs to go to that school, y'all should have been meeting on how we can get together and pay the tuition. How about that? Uh, are you trying to sit here and tell me that you got a problem taking her braids down and wearing her hair straight so she can look a lot more classy than what she looks right now? It's a pathetic look that she's having right now. You know what? I don't. What's your hair look like? Take a picture of your and send it to me. Text it to me. Since you get folks' phone numbers and give it to you, take a picture of your self and text it to me. I bet you you look like who would have thought it. My daughter's braids are going to stay up for the rest of the year. As a matter of fact, we ain't going to rebraid it. It's going to stay that way so it can be matted and represent. That's what we're going to do. Francis, listen, I don't, I don't want to argue. I just wanted to call and see if we could actually, you know, come to a medium on this. Do you think that there's a possibility that I mean, when I'm when I'm picking up DJ tomorrow after school. Would it would would it be all right if I picked up um, little Kaylin and brought her home and let my wife do her hair? Please, I wish the you would pick my daughter up and see what the hell I do. I'm gonna call my husband and tell him to come over your house and whoop your after he braids your hair. I wish you would pick up my daughter. I call the police on. As a matter of fact, you're going to have to call the police on me and my husband. Do it and see what happens. Ma'am, I'm just trying to get some class here. That's all we're wanting. We're not wanting to fight with you. It's just the blacks here, at we think that we want a little bit more classy look of the way we are groomed. That's the only thing we're looking for. Only person who's going to be taking the class is When we get to whoop, you're going to be taking the class. How about that? I can't stand up like you. Y'all get five dollars and one penny in your pocket and think you're better than everybody else. You forget where you came from. As a matter of fact, what's your, what's your name? Because I'm calling the principal on your a day. Give me your name and Mr. Who? What's your uh, name? Uh, 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 that's, 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 that's not, that's not really what my name is. Well, that's what you told me when you first called me. What is your real name? My name is, my name, my real name is Tommy. Thomas? No, no, my last name either. Well, what the hell is your name? Do you know? My name is Tommy, nephew Tommy, from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your husband Keith got me to prank phone call you. Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! He put your up to this. <laughs> you got me ready to click your to PTA, the L school, and everything. 
about it, I tell you what, keep eat out for the rest of the week for putting this on me. <laughs> he told me, he said, man, he said, it don't take but about two and a half minutes for my wife to go off. He said, it don't take but two and a half. He said, and oh I promise you. <laughs> you. You all right? <laughs> oh, baby, calm down, baby. Let me ask you something. What, what, well, I got one more thing to ask you. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? You know it's the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't having it. She was a little tense about no, that. She, wow. yeah, she felt like tense. Steve, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little tense about that, you know. <laughs> nappy is the new thing. You know? Yeah. What does that mean? Nappy is the new thing. What right. It's mean? natural. Mm-hmm. You mean natural? Well, no, yeah. like like the like the like the uh, young boys. They have been nappy as hell, but they they, <laughs> they line they lines up. Oh, all right. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann will be here with national news, and then Jay with Man on the Street. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, did you want to comment one more time on uh, Tommy's prank, uh, Nappy Hair, before yeah, we get to uh, Jay's Man on the Street? Before we go too further, as the leader of this uh, rambunctious bunch, <laughs> I would like to let everybody know that it's not called Nappy, it's natural. I'm it's a you. thing of beauty, and for those of you that are rocking your natural hair, hands up in the yeah. air oh, yeah. for you. Yeah. 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 Thank you. For these yeah. fools over here that insist on writing jokes, mm-hmm. I just wanted to clear that up so everybody don't think that the entire morning show has lost their damn mind. Yeah. And they you all know, have bald heads. As the leader of this group, I felt compelled <laughs> to come back and straighten it out. Y'all gonna sit up here and let these pranks get us all put out of here. <laughs> That's deep coming from Steve. Uh-huh. All right, uh, all right, Jay's here uh, with Man on the Street. What you got, Jay? Man on the Street. Two questions. It's two questions. What reminds you of summer mm-hmm. and your favorite summertime song? Hit it. Oh. Two things that remind you of summer. Bikini and the beach. Humidity and the beach. Suntan lotion. Watermelon and beaches. Ice cream. The beach and suntan lotion. <laughs> Summertime. I was going to say that. Jungle boogie. There you go. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Enjoy the show. You <laughs> 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 <sighs> know it was none of us. The beach and suntan lotion. Right no, it's here. not. What we do is sometimes I do this right outside the show, uh-huh. um, Shirley, uh-huh. where we uh-huh. uh, where people come to see shows? Steve. A lot of white people said watermelon. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. That's a summer thing. Yeah. Watermelon yeah, is a summer fruit. Yeah, fruit. yeah watermelon and is a summer fruit. What did you and record surfing, it on? Surfing girls. You, you look like, it, yo, that sounds like you recorded on that machine that I got when I was nine. <laughs> I got that push and play. Yes, yes, the real to real. Had that little mic in it. Yeah. With the little round mic with the cord oh, on man. it. Man. <laughs> My aunt gave us one of those, man. Oh, wow, that was my favorite Christmas. I got the, I got man, I almost got killed for recording with people? that Christmas. No, I recorded my first comedy sketch. <gasps> oh, the one where you were cussing. cussing. Yeah, I did Rudy Ray Moore signifying monkey. <laughs> Down in the jungle deep mm-hmm. and saying every word. I knew it by heart. All right, so guys, uh, Steve, let me ask you, what makes you think of summer? Huh. <sighs> Two yeah. things. Yeah. 
Well, I can't tell you what really make me think of something. You can't fix you it can't. for radio. You can't no, say it on the show. Radio. Uh, <laughs> Can you clean it up? I tell you what I like that reminds me of summer. Yeah. What? Iced tea. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm. And nudity. There you go, yeah. right there. Okay. You yeah. cleaned it up. Iced tea and, and nudity. nudity. Yeah. You know, almost nudity. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love to see a sister with a regular swimsuit on, but as she's walking up the beach, mm-hmm. it turns into a thong. Right. Yeah, right, right. I hate yeah. you right now. Yeah. yeah that's when you, you know it's summer. <laughs> you done bought the size that <laughs> fit, but as you walk, it works its way into in a tea bag. <laughs> yes. Thong is going up in there. But it ain't Sorry, ever even. It'd be question. one size still be out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But then eventually, when she come back, it both didn't worked up. You be going walk. You better walk on this beach. Oh. <laughs> I think we get the picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, on that note, it's time to uh, get okay, a little serious. Ladies and, and gentlemen, Anne. our very own Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you very much, everybody. This is Ann Tripp with the news. Okay, in what looks like a continuation of a game of Can You Top This between the Trump White House and China. President Trump now says he may be willing to go one better and consider placing tariffs on another $100 billion worth of Chinese imports. And the president explained his motives yesterday to an audience in West Virginia. In many respects, I think we're going to have a fantastic relationship long term with China, but we have to get this straightened out. We have to have some balance. Uh, Yeah, first Trump slapped us tariffs on Chinese steel and aluminum, and then the Chinese did the same to us, putting tariffs on porks and nuts and threatening threatening actually to place uh, extra levies on soybeans. That has now already depressed U.S. farm prices. And, you know, U.S. farm people are the people who really propelled Donald Trump into office. In Baton Rouge, Louisiana, community activists have joined the NAACP in urging the state attorney general to appoint a special prosecutor to investigate the case of Alton Sterling, the black man selling CDs outside of a convenience store, who was shot to death by a white policeman as he lay face down on the ground and held down by another cop. Attorney General Jeff Landry refused to prosecute either white officer, even though Blaine Salamone, that's the cop seen on video, yelling profanities before shooting Mr. Sterling six times in the back, Salamone has been fired. The Florida history teacher accused of running a racist podcast has quit her job. Diane Bogdovich was already on suspension ever since her white supremacist online radio show was discovered. Bolovich taught middle school in Citrus County and maintained a Twitter account that espoused white racist views. It was the Huffington Post that reported her hateful sideline. Meanwhile, the Trump administration is uh, putting an end to a program that exempted illegal aliens who were pregnant from deportation. The feds say this policy treats pregnant women like any other detainee. However, those in their third trimester, they say, will be released. Immigration and human rights activists are slamming that new policy. The poor communities of Brazil still upset over the apparent assassination of a woman named Marielle Franco, a black city councilwoman who fought for civil rights for the non-white community in Brazil. Franco spoke out about the racist brutality, which she said that was routinely used by the nation's so-called security forces in the ghettos. They're called favelas over there. Reports are that two men in a car came alongside her car and shot and killed this councilwoman and her driver. Thousands of Brazilians continue to hit the streets daily, demanding that Rio's military force be dis- 
disbanded. The movie Black Panther about to become the first film released in Saudi Arabia in 35 years. Movie theaters over there banned uh, those kind of things were banned actually after the ultra conservative standards were adopted about 40 years ago. However, the crown prince says he's in favor of a more progressive culture. So according to Variety, AMC wants to open 40 movie houses in Saudi Arabia over the next five years. And as I said, the top Black Panther is going to be the first film sent over. Finally, today is National Twinkies Day and also National Army Day. We salute all of those who fight for our rights. We'll be back with more entertainment and today's trending topics 20 minutes after the hour. Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Unable to convince Congress or Mexico to pay for his proposed border wall, Donald Trump has now directed National Guard troops to be stationed along the border. Uh, Mexico responded by saying such a plan would gravely damage, and that's in quotes, would greatly damage uh, its relationship with the U.S. Uh, The plan is for the National Guard to assist U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers in halting the flow of illegal immigrants into the U.S. Democrats, of course, are critical of of this plan with Senator Michael Bennett of Colorado saying, unfortunately, the president failed to lead and rather than find real solutions on immigration, he continues to stroke fear. That's what he said. Other leaders say that uh, it seems that U.S. citizens with automatic weapons are a greater threat to us than hardworking immigrants that come to the U.S. seeking a better life for themselves and their families. So there you go. Here we go. Yeah. But he ain't running this by nobody. No. Well, he never does. Ain't nobody even know who's going to fund this. Because it takes money. Now, you know, National Guard, some great people in the National Guard. Absolutely. I don't want them down there doing that, though. Because, you know, yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm running. I'm telling you right now. If enough of them is coming across the border and it's just me, I'm I'm running. They in. Yeah. Uh Yeah, they in. In fact, come on in. Come on. Yeah. My, my, I promise you, I'm not looking at you. It's open over here. Come on, lunch <laughs> Yeah, tell them where to go. Pass out lunch bag. Here, y'all take this with you. No, I'm not finna sit on here and run up into 40 people and get my... No, no. But this is just not presidential. We got bigger I problems mean, beside this damn wall, though, in this country. Man. I tell you what but I'll do. To... I could save them a lot of money. If they mm-hmm. give me one billion, mm-hmm. I'll go down there and draw a line. Cross it if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get a line for you in that set, a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. And that's all. I'll draw this line, and then that'll be that'll be it. I'll take a billion. Done. I'm talking about for you. But Steve, you ain't it's just not presidential. This is just not presidential behavior. No, none of, none of the stuff you he know, does is presidential. Yeah, what I said ain't presidential. <laughs> what, 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 why why can't I president. talk? <laughs> he not <laughs> saying nothing though. presidential. <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, it's like he just wakes, goes to sleep, wakes up with these ideas and expects them to execute them. You know, he it has it to go through sure. channels and people and Congress and things like that in order to get it done. You just so, tweet it out and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> and expects it to be done like that with the snap of a finger. He's you getting know. being a president confused with being a king. And a dictator. <laughs> and a dictator. Exactly, Jay. It really is. That's You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and they really do need to sit down and try and find some real solutions yeah. for immigration. And we got bigger know? problems in this country. We got teachers that don't get paid enough. We got yes, yes, we do. <laughs> All right, well, listen. Uh, coming up at thirty-four after the hour, Jay Anthony Brown is here to murder yet another hit. 
right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, please introduce your boy, J. Anthony Brown. J. Anthony Brown! First of all, I got a couple of announcements, Steve. I'd like to congratulate my daughter, who just passed the examination to become a principal. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Great Woo-hoo. news, Jay. She's going to be a principal, yes. Uh-huh. yes. Awesome. I know, from me, huh? Yes. Yeah. How the hell? Did she learn to educate <laughs> herself with her dumbass daddy? No, really. No, really. I don't know. Hey, how your daddy this damn dumb and you got into the educational field? I guess she just looked at you and went, Mm-mm. I ain't going to be that. Mm-mm. I ain't going to be that damn dumb. Steve, that's her father. You can't say that. Bet you I don't be that. Bet you I ain't going to be that damn dumb. Oh, you funny. <laughs> but I'm oh, not. you done gave us a great life. But Lord, you ignorant. <laughs> I'm not going to be that dumb. Well, congratulations, Jay. That's great. Congratulations, Jay. <laughs> great news. Mm-hmm. All right, now you heard Drake's song, uh, God's Plan? Oh, yeah. yeah. And the it's video and everything. Enjoyed. Yeah. Yes. That's a nice song. Yes, yes. It Let's is. see what you, you think after too. this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Jay. They tripping, they tripping, they tripping, they tripping, they tripping on me. I've been married a lot and now I'm glad that I'm free. DMX had 14 kids, but I just got three. Started at a club and it was called Mr. V's. Don't give a flying F what you thinking about me. Cause we got nominated for an Emmy. I hooked up with Steve Harvey, now I write for TV. Got a nice little club in the city. Now I'm with Carla Tommy Jr., Steve and Shirley. I ain't playing. Jay ain't playing. I like them white girls, think I don't. I can be with who I want. And I'm always telling jokes. Put me down as J-A-B. I like a girl with pretty teeth. Can't sing no more, I gotta pee. For real. I ain't playing. Jay ain't playing. Jay ain't playing. I ain't playing. Jay ain't playing. Jay ain't playing. I ain't playing. I ain't playing. Jay, play too much. Jay, that's what you do. I got to pee. No, I'm Something wrong with him, man. Okay, it is. I'm just be thinking about this thing. And Steve, your daughter is a principal. I'm right on Steve Harvey TV. I know. I got an Emmy. The two wasted breaths you used in that song was... <laughs> you too damn old for that. That's good, Jake. Yeah, it was really good. You should send that to Drake, Jake. I send that to Drake, yeah. 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 Oh, man. Is that the game Steve, what were you time? saying about Drake? What were you saying? Oh, I, so- didn't, I didn't know that them uh, windbreaker jogging suits was back. <laughs> oh, so That's there the you go, too. <laughs> no, I didn't know. No, I'm not cracking. I didn't know. Because I threw all mine away. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because yeah. I had on one one time, my son said, Dad, what is that? <laughs> I said, jogging suit. What's it made out of? I said, windbreaker, dog. <laughs> so, Boy, so my sons was hollering. <laughs> so is, Jay fa- is uh, Drake fashion challenged or whatever you want to call it? I don't know. I don't follow him. 
But you know, they've been talking about him on the gram, his uh-huh. selfies and stuff. He's been trying to clap back, but people try to figure out, Drake, what are you doing? What are you rocking? <laughs> Is What's he trying happening? to bring him back? Is that what he's doing? <laughs> it's other stuff, too, though. It's the other, his other gear. Uh-huh. <laughs> Questioning. <laughs> but I, I love, love Drake. Drake. That's, oh. I love him, yeah. I mm-hmm. like Drake, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that was a fire jam, Jay. Yeah. You did that. It really was. He's bringing light skin back. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you do you write your own uh, lyrics, Jay? Because yes, they're genius. Yes, yes, yes. Put me down. Oh, ain't nobody else change. wrote this. <laughs> hey, me you and say, Ralph Steve? Hawkins Jr. We write. Oh, ain't nobody else wrote this here. <laughs> <laughs> now can't nobody think like this. You nah. know your friend, don't you? You know him well. You was on another level when you wrote it, TV. <laughs> Yeah, there were some things going on. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hey, uh, Carla, have we got any more comments about whether I should come back? Yeah, let me get them ready for you. Yes, sir. Okay, cool. All right, we'll do it right after uh, we come back from a nephew and his prank phone call. That's right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's today's Strawberry Letter. Up next, uh, Nephew Tommy is here with today's prank phone call. But before we went to break, Carla, Steve asked you about, um, did we get any more tweets about him coming back to the stage to do comedy? Yeah, we. Uh, Steve asked everyone to uh, vote. Go to Steve Harvey FM on the gram. Should Steve Harvey come back to stand-up? Yes, you should. You'll regret not following your heart. This one says yes. Please return to the stage and advertise in advance because me and my daughter, we will fly from Seattle to come see you anywhere. Come Hashtag on. the GOAT, greatest of all time, Mr. Go. Steve Harvey. So there you go. I didn't yes. never say that, yes. but the GOAT is Richard Pryor. I appreciate that. Yeah. Earthquake responded. Earthquake said, uh, hey, what up, big brother? Heard you this morning. Let's do it. Come back. I suggest you do like you did back when you had your club in Dallas. Host, work your sugar honey iced tea out. <laughs> do how much time you want, then bring up the next comment. I will close after that. Then you ready for your special. I'm out here every day. You still the best. Love. Wow, that's mm, nice. Awesome. All right, Nephew Tommy is here with today's prank phone call. What you got, Nev? <laughs> Sebastian the artist. Sebastian the artist. <laughs> oh, because I'm an artist now. Run it, please. Hello? Hello, I wish to speak with a Mr. please. Hello, sir. Um, my name is Sebastian. I am with the um, Art Institute. And I wanted to give you a call about... Um, I have a huge showing coming up where I'm going to be displaying my portfolio and all of my drawings within it. But I have one drawing that I'm looking to display that I have not put on canvas yet. And I'm looking to take something uh, uh, of essence to put on canvas. And I wanted right. to call you about getting permission. Well, wait, hold on, dog. Just to stop you right now, I don't, I don't do that, all right? I'm not a model. That's not my profession. So... You would not waste your time no more, you know what I'm saying? Just no, go no, ahead and go. Uh, Mr. C***, I don't think you understand that my showing is going to have some very important people there. Okay. I am, like I said before, with the Art Institute. Okay, yeah, but like I said, dog, I don't do that. That's not me. I mean, dog, I, I hate it. You know, what, were you just calling folks up? You a solicitor or something? I mean, y'all just randomly picking out folks and trying to trying to get them to, to model up? Man, I ain't sir, trying to bring sir, 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 Mr. C***. No, I'm not just randomly calling people. I, I actually have done research in order to get your number. 
what what I'm doing is I I'm not calling you as far being a model that I'm going to portray on canvas, but you have something far more greater visually that I would like what? to behold on canvas. Now, you're married to your wife is. Oh. Am I correct? Oh, whoa, 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 dog. No, for real. Who is this? Seriously, uh, I mean, because how'd you get my number? How, no, my how'd you name? get my number? Because you're talking about my wife and stuff. Sir, my how name, you know my wife? My name is Sebastian. I am with Art Institute. What I'm trying to do is capture and, and, and immortalize the beauty of essence on canvas. Okay, yo, for real though, you you just can't. You you, you don't talk about my wife, all right? So I'm not I'm not calling in a negative manner towards your wife. I want to I want to mortalize her and and capture her on canvas, the beauty that she beholds. I've seen your wife several times. You guys reside. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You see my wife? Wait, where you see my wife at? What? Why you? Why you? Why you watching my wife? I've seen her. She she shops on 125th Street in Harlem. I've seen her so many times there. And she holds all the beauty that an artist would like to put on canvas. Uh, like I said before, I have a huge showing, and you're welcome to come out as well. Yeah, There's going to uh, be so many important people there, but I want to, to call and get permission from you about painting your wife. No, you ain't got that permission, Playboy. You just can't, you just can't go around following my wife and, and, and trying to mortalize her, whatever you just said, all right? So, so no. I, I, but I, I would like to let you know, I, I have taken the liberty myself. I have painted your wife's head. What? I, what? Yo, you have lost your damn mind. You can't be just walking around here painting folks' heads. You got to get permission for that. What's wrong with you? Yo, you are crazy. You don't understand. Your wife holds the essence that every artist wants to. I don't care what she holds. You can't be going around painting folks' heads. What's wrong with you? Sir, that's the reason why I'm calling, trying to get permission from you. I, Sebastian, want to put your wife on canvas because she holds the essence that every artist wants to behold. She mortalized the beauty of canvas. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up, dog. Hold up, dog. Hold up, dog. You telling me you walking around Harlem painting my wife's head? What kind of is that? What are you doing, dude? Yo, sir, you, sir, you... I'm only trying to complete my portfolio. No, I no. no. Your portfolio. Here, listen to this. If I see my wife's head anywhere, I don't care, newspaper, magazine, I don't care where, billboard, wherever, yo, I'm going to find your and I'm going to whoop your Do you understand what I'm saying to you? I'm going to sue the you. You understand that? Sir, I don't want to have a duel with you, sir. A duel? What the is a duel? What the say duel? What they do? In fact, what name is Sebastian? What kind of name is that Sebastian? Sir. All I want to do is paint your wife in her rawest and purest form. That's what all the f*** does raw and purest form mean? What, what the f*** do you want? Seriously. I want to paint your wife. I I want to paint her in the nude. Are you out your mind? No, 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 no. That's what you should do. Tell me where you at. You want to paint something? I'll give you something to paint. Tell me where you at. 125th. Meet me 125th. That's what's up. I want to whoop your ass. Meet me. Meet me. Paint me. Paint me. You out your mind talking about you want to paint my wife in the nude. I'm going to take them brushes and stick them up your Mr. She holds the essence that every person should be. I don't give a what she holds. I don't give a. You be out your mind for asking me some like that. Sir, 
I must ask you, do you think that you are the only person that has seen your wife in the news? Surely there's been men before you that have seen her in the news. Oh, that. Who the f are you? Hey, my wife ain't no mother. You call my wife a Is that what you saying? Are you calling my wife a you? I want to paint no. your wife in the beauty that she be on canvas. What the did you not understand? I just said you no. I told you, meet me on the corner of 125th and claim power. I got one more thing. I just what? want to say to you. Say it. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your boy. <laughs> what? What? This is, this, is nephew, this is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Oh, 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 man, yo, man, yo, yeah, yo, man. oh, I was moving furniture in here, dude. Tommy, <laughs> I mean, you got me, dog. Oh, man, y'all got me. It was Sebastian, sir. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Where the <laughs> you get Sebastian, bro? <laughs> I, I was about to whoop your and Sebastian's <laughs> I was to paint brushes and I was about to paint all of with your. <laughs> hey, he told me, man. He said, man. He said oh, he loved his wife to Hell yeah. part. I said, all Woo. right. Let me let me say this right now. <laughs> loves you. <laughs> <laughs> let me get one more thing from you, man. What is yeah. the baddest? I'm talking about the baddest radio <laughs> show in the land. Yeah, man, it's Steve Harvey in the morning show, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, what did you think about it? Everyone, please comment. I love it too much. <laughs> love it. <laughs> you know, God when you want to draw somebody's wife naked, you know what I'm saying? There ain't nothing wrong with that, you know? I'm an artist, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody ever asked y'all to draw a family member naked, on, nothing man. like that? Mm-mm. Okay, okay. <laughs> she said, mm-mm. Ain't nobody. No. Y'all, do anybody want a portrait of no. their family member naked? No. no. What? Okay. <laughs> My mom up there. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. All right, look, uh, we got to go. Um, <laughs> we really got to get out of here. Uh, coming up next, it's today's Strawberry Letter. Car won't start? Time to head to Advance Auto Parts for low prices and tons of free services. Advance offers free battery, starter, and alternator testing and free battery installation with purchases. Plus, Speed Perks members earn up to $20 in rewards. Don't miss out. Visit an Advance or participating CarQuest Auto Parts store near you today. Make sure your car or truck starts without fail. Advance Auto Parts. Let's get you back on the road. These stores for details. Services available on most vehicles at most locations. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So before we get to today's strawberry letter, guys, uh, at this point, reality star Safari, we all know who he is. Well, Safari probably wishes that everyone would just forget that he got robbed last week. Now, this is according to The Shade Room. In response to recent criticism, uh, he tweeted, uh, this is what Safari said, I'm not crying over lost jewelry. That's material. But not knowing if you're about to get shot in the back of your head is the most traumatic thing I've ever had to deal with. Thank God I'm still alive. They want me broken, but all they did was make a beast out of me. When you do a crime and get caught 10 minutes after you did it, uh, that's called karma, not snitching. But moving forward uh, to people who know and don't know me, 
don't take offense to my new way of moving. Thank you to everyone who has reached out and sent blessings. T.I. caught wind of um, Safari's comments, guys, and quipped, uh, cold world, get a sweater. Uh, wow. So there, yeah. Yeah, I saw yeah, the, I saw cold. the video. Yeah. Now, okay. yeah. I saw the video and I heard him. Mm-hmm. When you been at gunpoint, gun to your head yeah. on the ground, man, and you thinking you fitting to die, that's that's a cold piece of work, man. Absolutely. That ain't no... It's scary. Oh, my it's, God. It's, 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 it's really... To have a gun on it's you. It's real. Dog, I, I've, been, I've been robbed at gunpoint before. Yeah. Yeah. It, it unnerves you. Yeah. I don't care who you are, it unnerves you, especially if that ain't your world. If you think now, you're going to lose your life? Come on, man. Now, if you're out here, you robbing. That's what you do. But even when it's on you, though, it's unnerving. I got that. Yeah. And I can understand where the little, where the little soldier coming from. Now, here the part after I saw the video. Mm-hmm. I would have took the crying better. And I understood why he was crying. Because it would probably do the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. You just can't cry in a red fur coat. Though. <laughs> That's what, what you can't. What? That's you what you got out of that. I can't, you can't cry with your red fur coat. You gotta say they took that too. Yeah, you gotta take <laughs> that off. You take that off. Have a t-shirt on or something. Yeah, they took it's everything. The, it's the red fur coat. Yeah. That throwed it. Cause you don't see the crying, you see the red fur coat. Right. <laughs> but I did, which proves that ain't real, cause they'd have took that. Yeah. Well, no, it's not real. He he wears fur a lot on the show. Whenever you see him, he has on you know yeah. like but some big fancy. In, in all fur honesty, coat. I understand the kid. I do, and I do. I do understand, especially something happened just that, yeah. you know, soon. It's unnerving. Man, the dude the dude thought he was going to die. Absolutely, Steve. I'm in agreement with you. I mean, you. man, these fools out here can blow your brains out. Now, you yeah. sitting there thinking, wow, man, I ain't going to see my family no more. Dog, this it? But like he said, he finna roll different now. Excuse mm-hmm. me, but I'm rolling different now. Khaki pants, blue jacket. No, no, it's going to have some people with him. There's going to be some people with him. Yeah. No fertile. So we're glad he's fertile. all right. Yeah. Really, you know, we're glad he's all right. All right. We got to get to this letter, nephew. Let's go. So the people got caught 10 minutes later. Yeah, 10 minutes later. Okay. So that's a good news. And it ain't about thing. no damn snitching. If you rob me, I'm telling on your ass. You're, I'm not snitching. I'm telling. Yeah. You rob me, I'll be now. pointing at you like, all right, there they go. They live right over there. Yeah, that's them. That's both of them. Yeah. yeah. It was a third I like safari, though. Yeah. All right, I come think on. Right, Buckle up. Cat, man. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. Thank you, Tommy. Subject, he doesn't call anymore. Hello, Stephen Shirley. I met a guy about a month ago. We met at a restaurant he co-owns with a friend. We sat there for the whole night, chatting the night away, and left in the morning. He got my numbers from a girlfriend of mine just before we left the place. He then called 30 minutes later to find out if we got home safe. The next day, I called him. We had a chat. And during the week, he proposed to meet again with me, but he didn't pitch. What is pitch? I I don't get that part. I don't get that. But anyway, but he didn't pitch. That's what she says. Then called later to apologize as he had to present reports to his manager. In the same week, Friday, we met again at the restaurant, then later went home. In the next week, he called and told me he wanted to see me, even if it was only for a minute. By that time, I was on my way home. I called him again. We chatted. 
Then we met again at the restaurant and he offered to give me a full body massage, of which I rejected him nicely. Recently, he doesn't call at all. He doesn't get back to me like he used to. Can you please advise, advise on what I can do without compromising myself in this situation? Warmest regards, Laredo. Okay, Laredo, if, if what I think happened actually did happen, then that could be, and it's probably why he's not calling you anymore. You said you guys met at a restaurant, then later went home. I, I got to ask you if you meant that you went home together, because that's certainly what it sounds like. But then at the end of the letter, you said you don't want to compromise yourself. But if you guys went home together already, then I'm assuming you compromised yourself earlier in the letter. It's a little confusing right there for me. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff happening really, really fast. Uh, you called him the next day. You immediately called him the next day. Uh, it sounds a little eager, a little desperate to me. Uh, that's just, that's my opinion. You know, and I have some other questions. Why was he presenting reports to his manager if he owns the restaurant? A lot of confusing stuff going on in this letter. Um, also, um, you called him again. He asked you for a full body massage. You rejected him nicely. See, again, that doesn't sound like, you know, you guys went home and got busy. Uh, I, I don't know. This letter is confusing to me, Steve. What do you think? You can at least get started. This whole thing is just a mess. <laughs> because your letter is sporadic. Yeah. You've uh, given us information out of order, uh, incomplete. And anytime a woman writes incompletely, it's because she's intentionally leaving something out. You're the most, you're the most thorough communicators I know on earth. <laughs> you all will tell it all because you all's gift is probing and digging and and getting into the depth of the conversation. So when you read a letter from a woman who has an incomplete letter, it's because she's trying to pick the information she's going to share with you mm. and leave out other information. You all are the best at it in the world, communicating and talking. So how she done wrote a letter that we don't understand? <laughs> it's because she done left some stuff out, but she trying to figure out, but now, how does she clean up and fix this mess? Well, I got some news for you when we come back, ma'am. Um, and you probably not gonna like this answer right here, <laughs> but this answer is the truth because you are a chapter in the book. Oh yeah, what's and you? sport fishing. Oh, she's Woo. she's the chapter in okay. the book. That's why I wrote it. I'll explain it to you when we come back. We'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, coming up in 20 minutes, uh, the Steve Harvey soap opera, The Chapmans. The Chapmans are back, people. Yes. Come on, Steve. (laughs) Come on, Steve, with part two of your response to today's strawberry letter. Here's the letter. He doesn't call anymore. You know, ma'am, uh, you left a lot of information out of your letter, uh, Laredo or Lorado, whatever your name is. Uh, you met a guy about a month ago. You met at a restaurant. He co-owns with a friend. Um, like Shirley said, if he co-owns a restaurant, why is he um, filling out reports to his manager? Uh, the owner don't fill out reports to the manager. The manager fills out the yeah. reports to the owner. Uh, here's See, here's what, here, here's, here's what started this whole thing. Ladies, be careful of this right here. Uh, we chatted the whole night. Mm. 
and left in the morning. He got my numbers from a girlfriend of mine just before we left the place. He then called 30 minutes later to find out if we got home safe. See right there, you're impressed by that. Ladies, listen to me. Don't be totally impressed by the things that we automatically do in the beginning. These are things that guys are automatically taught to do in the beginning. Don't be totally impressed with that. I mean, it's nice that he does it. It's, re- it's troublesome if he doesn't. Right. That's the red flag. But please don't bring out the band just because he called to see if you got home safe. Hell, that's routine player move 101. First night. Okay. Then the next day I called him. You had a chat. Then he proposed to meet you again, but he didn't pitch. I think that's meaning that he didn't show up. He didn't play. Then later called to apologize. And in the same week, we met again at the restaurant, yada, yada. The next week he called, told me he wanted to see me for a minute, but you was on the way home. I called him again in the restaurant. Then he offered to give you a full body massage, and you rejected him nicely. Now, recently, he doesn't call at all. He doesn't get back to me like he used to. Can you please advise on what I can do without compromising myself in this situation? Okay, first of all, what's wrong? If all y'all did was chat a few times at the restaurant at the house, he offered to do a full body massage. You told him no. Now he don't call no more. Okay, then that's the chapter in the book that spurred the sport fisherman theory. He's fishing not to keep, but to throw back. Now, you are a throwback. Not because of the actions you did, but because he just not looking for someone like you. Here's the deal. See, it seems like she did everything right. I I agree with Shirley. Did you sleep with the guy when you went home? What does that mean? But if you didn't, you've done everything right. Enough so that you found out he was wrong. See, ladies, that's what you got to get yourself in a position to do constantly. Do enough of the right things, and then you'll find out if the guy is wrong or not. Is it not better to find out right now that he won't call you than if you done broke off the cookie? Yeah. Gave him your time. This is only a, a week or two we're talking. But now she's so distraught, she done wrote a letter because she can't figure out what's wrong. It's nothing wrong. You figured out that he was wrong. You did everything right. He didn't call you back. Walk away. Yeah. She was feeling him, though, and she just wanted to know. Right. Quit yeah. feeling him because mm-hmm. he ain't he feeling you. Yeah. Exactly. He's not that into you. I'm not working <laughs> next to her anymore. I can't. <laughs> All right, Steve, we got to get out of here. You can email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's strawberry letter at my girl Shirley. Now, switching gears, Carla, I have to ask you this. What happened to um, what's her name? Uh, Countess, former Countess Luann uh, De La Seps on uh, Real Housewives of New York City. What is going on? What well, you did know, she do? Girl. Yeah, she she's in a lot of hot water. They had this Halloween party on Real Housewives of New York City and Countess Luann, or former Countess, whatever, uh-huh. she dressed as Diana Ross. Okay. Uh-huh. I love Diana Ross. What is going yeah, her, on? Yeah, her co-stars, they were all shocked, but they weren't surprised. But your girl Luann, she wore what appeared to be dark makeup. Don't say makeup. it. Don't say yes. it, Carly. Dark, yeah. Don't what? say it. Dark makeup. It's called yeah. blackface. Like blackface? No, not 
quite, but it was okay. dark, you know, darker mm-hmm. than what she is. Dark makeup and okay. an exaggerated wig and a low-cut jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. And uh, she tried to get ahead of any backlash by telling uh, E.T. News that uh, I was just being an impersonator for Halloween. I didn't mean to offend anyone for being Diana Ross for Halloween. It just, that didn't enter her mind that she was offending people. So... Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, she's saying it became a thing, and then she apologized, and uh, she apologized to anyone that she had offended. Did she look like Diana Ross? I don't get it. Yeah. How come she can't come dressed as Diana Ross? Well, I guess it was the makeup. Because of the dark dark makeup? Yeah, it's too dark of the makeup. Diana Ross is not dark, right? Well, she's way darker than Luann. Mm -hmm. Luann. So it can be misconstrued. Let me see. It can be misconstrued as blackface. Exactly. um, the you know what? Uh, dancer, the Dancing with the Stars dancer. I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What? Bad choice. You don't think it was that bad? No, not to me. I mean, you know, she's got on darker makeup, but it's not that insulting. She just looks, you know, she just looks orange. Yeah. You know, like okay. Trump. <laughs> not that orange. <laughs> That damn George Lopez was on the Celebrity Family Feud. You're stupid, Tommy. Donald Trump came by in the motorcade in front of his uncle. Uh His uncle tried to pick him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's that's what I was hollering. Did they leave that in, Steve? Yeah. (laughs) Damn. So go it, to steveharveyfm.com, you guys. A New York star accused of wearing blackface. That's not black. That's not yeah, black. I, I'm not offended with that. That ain't even close, man. George Wallace's mama has a black face. Okay. Okay. Wow. Damn. Hey, Are man, y'all friends at all, oh, man? Jay, 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 what, man? I would beat your <laughs> ass, man. I promise you I would, man. Our friendship been, would have been over. What is wrong with what? you? <laughs> I'm just trying to get the people a comparison. That's all. <laughs> all right, coming up in 10 minutes, uh, the Steve Harvey soap opera, The Chapmans, are in the They're building. They're back, baby. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. This is your girl, Shirley Strawberry, and welcome to another episode of Steve Harvey's Bad Acting Theater. I'm your narrator, and in the words of Von Bon, I'll be reading this thing. Uh, finally, something that's got more laughs than Mason Pryor on Apollo. Wow, remember that wow. fiasco. Wow. Well, uh, anyway, you know the Apollo Theater, hosted by Steve Harvey. That's right. That's right. Check your local listings. Or you can see him on The Family Feud and Little Big Shots. You know it. Check your local listings. Or you can see him on the Thunderdome or Little Big Shots Forever Young. <laughs> Show your love. Check your local listings. Or you can see him on his daytime talk show, Steve, or on BET's Man Cave. Cha-ching. <laughs> Check them listings. Or, or you can see him on his new show coming out this year called Dang That N-Word Has Another Show? <laughs> Let him give me a check. See if I don't go do it. Huh? We'll be checking our local listings for that one. When we last left Bad Acting Theater, uh, Junior had just come back from the J-Spot, slapped the warden, Ooh. 
and was back in his cell before lights out. 10 o'clock, lights out, everybody. Not mine. I want my lights to stay on. In fact, don't ever cut them off. If you cut them off, I'm slapping everybody in here. Wow. <laughs> that junior's a... Hello, this is Governor Jenkins. Chester and Ramon are so busy celebrating that they didn't even realize that Earl and KK have signs outside that say, you've got meat in your vegan burgers. <laughs> <laughs> Ramon, Ramon, look at all the people outside, man. You see that? See that? See, we're going to have customers for days. What, what, what you talking about? There's a sign out there say that it's meat in your vegan burger. Well, will I be there? This ain't nobody but KK and Daddy trying to bring me down. Okay, I got to think. I got, I, got, I got to think. Shut up, Ramon! I got to think. I'm trying well, to think now. Well, uh, I think we should score up one for Earl Chapman. Looks like he got his message across. I say, I say they saw the signs. They saw the signs. I saw them through the window. They saw the signs. Him and that little flunky Ramon. I can't believe he trusts that boy. Trust that boy more than his own father. Oh, this is a great day for me. I'm sorry, KK. I, I've been so busy trying to bring Chester down that I totally forgot about your problem. Did you ever find out who your baby daddy was? No. I've called all the A's in the phone book. <laughs> have, have you called Suge Knight? Ooh, that's a good idea. We did. We did used to kick it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I, I know you did. Now back to me. Boy, when he saw them signs, he was just like a, 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 a see, he was just like six-week-old bread, molded. <laughs> I don't give a damn if he is my son. Oh, nobody attack my poke rind empire. It ain't going to happen because I'm Earl Chapman, the poke rind king of Aragot, Texas. Ooh, join us next week when you hear, hey, Shug Knight. This is KK. Hello? Hello? I know he Hello? Poor KK. No idea who she's gonna wow. have to go on Mari Pope. Nah. She's gonna have to. Yeah, Death Row, Death Row Records, though. When you get hung up on from jail, it's really something wrong. Yeah. You know what? Don't you want your minutes and yeah. talk to people? Yeah. Knight. We did used to kick it. We yeah. did. She said it. Find your baby daddy. No, I called all the A's. <laughs> 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 
I don't worry about your little problem. Now back to me. <laughs> How do you put meat in a vegan burger? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's about to go down. Yeah. Oh, man. Good job, y'all. Y'all did an excellent job. Well, thank you. Shirley's gotten way better. She's gotten better. She's been oh, the key. But oh, thank you. know what? Guys. You're into it, man. you really yeah. into it. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, you I sound so much like Foghorn like <laughs> Yes, he does. That's what I always wanted to be. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so I'll, say, I'll say I'm Earl uh, from Aragon. <laughs> boy, boy. And, boy, and son, I'll say, I swear to I God, swear you ain't going to ever get a good <laughs> And then tell, tell me your mama. I, I, I said, I, 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 I said, tell your mama. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Crazy. Wow. wow. Okay. On that but note, Shirley, uh, huh? back to me. KK is the star. Yeah. I know. KK. Yeah, I said that off the air, but truly, KK is the star of the channel. Who ain't she been with? I know. <laughs> it's gonna get close to home. I have a feeling real soon. <laughs> Because she's going to run out of people. <laughs> I call all the A's. In the phone book, every A? Anderson? She ought to end up with Ramon. Yeah. Oh. And that piss off. Yeah. Tommy Ramon is her baby daddy. Ramon. Mm. Yeah. What relation is KK and Chester? Uh, none. Yeah. None at all. None at all. So Ramon could hit it. Yeah, Ramon. Everybody else. Ramon can hit it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to talk about. Um, well, yeah, that always on this show. But a woman says Ancestry.com, a DNA test that she did there, revealed that her father was her doctor. We'll explain wow. later. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, this is this is crazy. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In entertainment news, guys, uh, we got to say congratulations to our friend Tyrese. Uh, Tyrese and his new wife, Samantha, have a little bun in the oven. So congratulations to them. Yeah. They revealed it in uh, People magazine that they are expecting a baby girl. This is after Samantha learned she was pregnant back in uh, January. In a rare joint interview, uh, the couple told the publication, they told People magazine, both of our love and energy and magic and families are bonded forever because we're going to have this child. It's unbelievable. Tyrese, of course, has one daughter, uh, Shayla, from a previous marriage. But uh, Samantha says there will be no sibling rivalry because Shayla's been asking for siblings ever since she's known her. Wow. Oh, so great good, news good for, for Tyrese. Yeah. The Gibsons. Yeah. The Gibsons and little baby girl You got Gibson. something to say about that? I got nothing to say. Okay, because you had that look on your No, face. I don't got nothing to say, Tyrese. Oh, he got he got four five loaded now. He Wait, just you, five. you ain't even happy for Tyrese right now. He got four five up loaded. Excuse me, what? Say it, Jay. We can't hear no, you. No, that's great. That's great. That he's gonna have a. Yeah. One that thing about married. Tyrese, he's a good father. Yeah, he is. Oh, he Tyrese loves Tyrese is a great dad. dad. Yeah. yeah, that's quite evident. Yeah. yeah. Great dad. Well, uh, speaking of uh, daddies and, and things like that, this story, Steve, is unbelievable. The grandkids is at the house this week. I just wanted to say Whoa. that's part of what's wrong. <laughs> you uh, get, what, you got about 30 minutes yeah. of granddaddy in there? Yeah, ro- ro- not even 30. Rose and L cornered <laughs> me yesterday. Papa, sit down and play a game with <laughs> but wasn't no game over there. I, that's what, nah, I got to think of a game. I play with some three-year-olds. I'm telling you right now, that's not what I do. 
Boy, I was struck. How much grandfather so time you got in your though. sleep? About, 20, about eight minutes. About eight minutes. Eight minutes, and then I and then I want to stop, and mm. I want y'all to play with each other, and then yeah. you can leave. And just come on. I'm. I'm. I. I think you got again, eight strong minutes. At, at least they weaken after six. <laughs> the last two is the hell am I doing? Wow. Well, let me tell you about this woman. Um, she says that an Ancestry.com uh, DNA test, Steve, revealed her father was her parents' fertility doctor. Wow. Her name is, yeah, her name is Kelly wow. Rollette. This is crazy. This is worse uh, than KK. Yeah. Right. She, she, she received the results from a DNA sample she had sent to a popular uh, um, genealogy website. She assumed there had been a mistake, okay? The test showed that her DNA matched a sample from a doctor more than 500 miles away. And though she had never heard of him, Ancestry.com predicted a parent-child relationship between the two. And oh, though she, she thinking she had a real daddy? All well, these years. Yeah, all these years. Though she had never she had never even met this doctor, but that's what her DNA sample matched this doctor. So where is was, her real daddy? I mean her daddy. Okay, well, okay, well li- listen, okay. I'm trying to. So, uh, okay, well I hadn't even finished the story, Steve. What are you ta- mad about? It ain't, I know. It ain't <laughs> Just let me get through the story, please. At the time, she was not aware that more than 36 years ago, her parents had struggled to conceive. Uh-huh. She didn't know her mother had un- undergone artificial insemination. Oh, okay? there it is, right. Nor yeah. did she or her parents know that her mother's fertility doctor had allegedly used his own sperm oh, to, wow. get her, to get her mom pregnant. What you think happened, Jay? Well, sometimes a doctor, what happened was they had a customer, right? Right. They needed the, the, her parents. Her parents, the, the parents was a customer. Yes, customer. They were short on a batch. They needed a batch. Uh-huh. Yeah. The doctor <laughs> said, "Why let this this money go right here? Let me just yeah. go in the back room. Yeah. Make a batch up. Yeah. Mix now, it up. Right now, what they had done was mm-hmm. the parents. Mm-hmm. He he donated his own sperm. Right. Mm-hmm. The doctor mm-hmm. dropped it. Dropped it. Right. Oh. But then he just dropped it. He dropped it in the carpet. Yeah. Oh. He dropped it on linoleum floor. We might could have saved it. But he dropped it in that damn shit. He said, I'll be damned. What am I going to do? Let me make up a batch real quick. Man, you couldn't have been black and walked in there with them results. (laughs) Yeah, the doctor actually used Your daddy who I say your daddy is. Okay, 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 Shirley. So where we at with the story now? Okay. (laughs) Okay, so like I told you, (laughs) the doctor actually used his own sperm. Okay, he did not even match the couple's specifications. They wanted uh, someone that was more than six feet tall with brown hair and blue eyes. Uh, (laughs) Okay, the pair was having a hard time conceiving, like I said. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, uh, The father had a low sperm count. The mother had a tipped uterus, and that's a condition in which the uterus tilt. Uh, She had a uh, tilt. Mine low now. <laughs> so the doctor recommended that they that she undergo a procedure, the mom, in which she would be inseminated with both sperm from her husband. So you guys were kind of right on this one, mm-hmm. and an anonymous donor who matched the couple's specifications. I to told you what they were: right, more right. than six feet, uh, blue blue eyes, brown hair. Then the doctor told them that he had found a donor matching their description. So but now the they lo- baby short, bald head, brown eye. <laughs> they baby Tommy. <laughs> I'll be damned. Here we looking for this tall, Norwegian, white man, and we got this short ass black dude. 
So the doctor delivered his own child. He never, ever, ever told the mom that, you know, he, he was delivered, that he donated the sperm. He never told her that. So, um, you know, the pair, they're Didn't suing they know him, something of course. was wrong years ago with this baby? I mean... They're they're suing him. Yeah. I mean, All you know, they just found out. Yeah, yeah. She don't manage yeah, This is crazy, <laughs> man. Yeah, I know it's the stuff people will do, and this guy's a doctor. So you now, know, so this, this was a white family. Well, it doesn't say, but yeah, if they, want blue, eyes, tall, they want blue, blue eyes, they want blue eyes and brown on, eye, yeah. brown hair. Yeah. Of course, we we can't assume. have brown hair and blue eyes. Ooh, we yeah. look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, you ever seen a, a black woman put them blue eyes in her head? You be going, girl. <laughs> All right, we'll have you more don't of the get Steve them Harvey eyes out show. your damn head, looking <laughs> right like children of the corn. Get. <laughs> we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So you know what? Uh, We talked about spring. Spring is upon us and everything. Summer's coming. I I have a question for you guys. Instead of, like, spring cleaning your house, you know, when you refresh everything, maybe throw a new coat of paint on something, how about spring cleaning your life? So I wanted to ask you, Steve, what, what is something, you know, that you would like to clean up and refresh about yourself? Get rid of. Yeah. Or get mm. rid of. Yeah. Just c- clean up your life. How, how would you do that? And what is it? I wish I ain't had no stomach. <laughs> At all. Gate. Yeah. Like a six pack? Yeah. No, I don't got to have no six pack. Just cut it down. I so. just want it to be just smooth, straight mm. down. Mm-hmm. Remember, yeah. remember, Steve, when you guys did the shirts off tour? Yeah. Back in the day? Can you do yeah. that now? You were in such great shape then. Yeah, I can take my shirt off. <laughs> She going to want me to put it back on. <laughs> Tommy, could you take your shirt off now and be proud? Yeah. I don't know about proud, but I can get it off. Probably oh, hell, it. we can all take it no. off then. No. <laughs> what about you, Jay? Oh, I don't care if I'm proud or not. I can take it off. <laughs> That's what I'm the one thing about, about me, I will get naked. I don't have no problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Just, this is, I'm paying money. And you're going to look at this. <laughs> you got to like yeah. my nigga. Junior, how about you? <laughs> no, nah, I can't take my shirt off. Huh? No. No. No, 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 no. I don't like how I, I could, look. I like could it. take it off if we uh-huh. stayed with the frontal view. Yeah. Okay. Not I can't get that camera around by the side because I'm going to lose fans. No. But from the front, though, I could take my shirt off. Mm. It ain't excellent or nothing uh-huh. like that. But at 61, I'm in the game. I was just getting ready to say that, Steve. You're... You, yeah, you, look you look pretty darn for good 60, yeah. for 61. Oh, you you There'd be some people at the pool that don't care. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm one of those Jay. people. I don't give a damn. I don't either, Jay. We came here to swim. What are you looking at my no, belly yeah. for? What are you looking at? I'm here to swim just like you. <laughs> God didn't make everybody the I'm same. I'm sorry if you can't eat your lunch, but I'm here to swim. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. If I could, uh, let me see. If I spring clean my life, I pretty mm-hmm. much gotten rid of most dead weight that I know of. You mean like people? Mm. Are people. You yeah. people, people yeah. Now? yeah. I've been doing. People? I've been doing that for the past few years now. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Just and I do feel better. I feel lighter. Lighter. Yeah. I okay. feel like I'm progressing at a higher rate than I used to because I had so many people pulling on me. Mm-hmm. And just pulling on me the wrong way. It was very, very. It's hard, man. So if you can spring, I would, I would suggest to everybody to take inventory mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. your life. You know, just take inventory. What, what is happening? I don't know. We in the studio. Hell, it's just live. Are they, are they coming in here? Nobody but Trump. 
<laughs> well, that's what happened when they raced pizzas over to George Wallace's mama's house. They got to have traffic clear. <laughs> You're two for two, Jay. Man. I ain't gonna lie to you, dog. I would. No, for real. It comes out of nowhere, Tommy. It just. I, I would, man. She hey, likes them really hot. So. How can you say you're friends with George, but you constantly talk about his mom? Oh, that's my good friend. He really is my good friend. But he doesn't mind. I mean, doesn't he get upset? She wants some really hot, Shirley. So they, <laughs> they get a police escort. They get a police escort. Dominoes get a police escort. What do you mean them? It's just a pizza, pizza right? Oh, just one. She order 12 at a time. Huh? She get 12 at a time. Steve, help saying, us. This saying, is your I'm friend. Just, you hired him. With y'all, the day that it become my mama. <laughs> I promise you that. All right, listen. Uh, when we come back, speaking of food, Jay, we're going to talk about um, office lunch thieves, okay? Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. People are getting ready for work right now, probably, and uh, maybe they're making their own lunch. You know, people do that at home. Well, Steve, it turns out that 18% of people have admitted to eating someone else's lunch at the office. One worker's live tweeting of the mystery of a co-worker stolen shrimp fried rice was retweeted over 173,000 times, okay? <laughs> uh, and, and, and while you may think it's funny, and it is kind of funny, I mean, when you think about it, um, you know, getting away with eating someone else's meal, it actually could have some serious consequences on the job. Uh, people don't forget stuff like this. Well, and you see these people every single day. This is according to a human resource expert. It becomes a trust issue. So, Steve, I have to ask you. <laughs> I know you did it. You know he didn't done it. <laughs> Office lunches. No. You, you never I have stole never him? in my life taken somebody's food. Because uh-huh. I ain't that way. I don't li- I don't know you. Oh, so you don't know what kind of home they have, how clean they right. are, how now, hygienic. Now, I've two okay. things I have done. Okay. I've had mine taken. Yeah. What happened? And I've seen a person taking a person's lunch. Okay, well, what happened when someone took yours? Both these is now situations I use to my advantage. <laughs> how so? What? Yeah, let's see. Doing? Now, you don't want this out. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now I need a couple favors. <laughs> Is you the mom? No, yeah. dog. I mean, look. I saw you because I'm real observant. Y'all know that about me. I'm extremely oh, yeah. observant. Oh, yeah. So I'm uh-huh. watching this dude uh-huh. steal this dude food. Wow. And the dude food he was stealing, is, he's deceased. His name is James Paradise. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. we worked at General Electric. And this dude was taking James Paradise like because Jane could cook his ass off. Oh. And he was just eating James lunch every now and then. And I caught him. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. if I tell this to James Paradise, dog, I'm talking mm-hmm. about you finna get drugged out in the parking lot, and when you come back in, you're gonna need to show the people at the door your ID. <laughs> what, what did he steal, Steve? What, what was it he had? You know, like sandwiches, you know, uh-huh. James would cook ribs. Uh-huh. He'd Whoa. take his ribs. Lunch? You know, he made pork shoulder sandwich. Right. He used oh, to bring yeah, it yeah. in to work for everybody. He stole his pork shoulder sandwich. And James was getting upset. Right. So yeah. I saw him take James' stuff. Uh-huh. It was this young white dude that uh-huh. was stealing the food. Oh, yeah. Because he was single. And, you know, he wouldn't bring no lunch half the time. Just stupid-ass boy. So <laughs> what you run game on him with? You so I told him, I said, hey, man, you know, if James find out you the one taking his lunch, man, you know what's going to happen to you. Ah, oh, jeez. 
Wait, what? What? I love what the, is that? I love the white guy. Come on. What? Ah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's what I need. See, once I hear that fear in your voice, yeah. then I got your ass now. Because all oh, jeez is not a hood term. Uh-uh, uh-uh. He said, ah, oh, jeez. I said, look, hold on, man, hold on. This ain't got to go nowhere. Stay now, right here. Now, look, this can stay right here. But I'm need a couple favors, man. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to leave early Wednesday. I need you to cover my job for me. See, see. That, that makes sense. Oh, hey, it's not a problem with right me, there. Steve. <laughs> no, oh, it's Mr. Harvey. <laughs> oh, Mr. Harvey? No. no it's Mr. No, Harvey. No. Now, you're going to put some speck on my name. <laughs> I was the original bird man. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. Uh, so you're going to put some speck on my name. Yeah. And so I had him. Cover cover my job uh-huh. like three times for that. Yeah. All right. We'll be back with Steve's closing remarks at 49 after. You don't want to miss them. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Here we are, Steve. Last break of the day for this beautiful Friday. Take us into the weekend with some lovely, inspiring closing remarks. Let's go. All right. Um, I chose this one today because uh, I think it's important for people to uh, understand this. You know, uh, comparing yourself to other people's success is very dangerous because it puts you in a position of never really paying close enough attention to where you are. It's not, you should not rate your success on the success of other people. I'll tell you why. Let me give you a saying that's in a proverb. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing a proverb. Success isn't how far you got, but the distance you traveled from where you started. Listen to me. Success isn't how far you got, but the distance you travel from where you started. See, some people don't know how to measure their success. If you keep putting it up against somebody else, somebody else may have been doing it longer than you. Somebody else may have another gift or talent than you. If you're always comparing yourself to somebody else, you're going to come up short, and you'll never really realize that you, too, have your own level of success, and you should relish in that. You should be proud in that. You should show gratitude in that. But if you always looking at what somebody else is doing, you ain't going to ever be happy with yourself. And that's a miserable position to put yourself in. Success is not how far you got, but the distance you travel from where you started. You've heard old people say in church, I ain't where I want to be, but I I thank the Lord I ain't where I was. See, you got to look at it like that. You got to constantly take inventory of your life that way. That's why I say all the time, listen to me. Life is not a game. It's a contest. See, if you look at life as a game, if I looked at life as a game and I look at Oprah Winfrey or Tyler Perry and I look at how much money they make, then it's a game and I consider them winning. If I consider Oprah winning or Tyler winning, then guess what? I must be losing. I must be losing. Because I'm not where they are. So if life were a game, games have winners and losers. You can't look at life like that. That life, that life ain't filled with winners and losers. 
if I look at where I started and I look at where I've gotten to, I win. That's why I say life ain't a game. Life is a contest. See, a contest is different. You ever been to the fair? Everybody can get a blue ribbon at the fair. You just got to get in your right category. Somebody get the blue ribbon for biggest squash. Somebody get the blue ribbon for best syrup. Somebody get the uh, best best canned corn. Somebody get a blue ribbon with the best sheep. Somebody get a blue ribbon with the fattest hog. Somebody get a blue ribbon for making the best apples. So just get in your lane and get your blue ribbon. Quit tripping because you ain't winning against somebody else. Life ain't a game. It's a contest. Everybody can get their own blue ribbon. Stop comparing yourself to everybody else. If I keep looking at Oprah Winfrey, man, I might be sad for a long time. Man, I mean, so if I look at my life from where I started from, from stuttering, from flunking out of school, from losing everything I've owned twice, from being homeless, and where I'm at now, I'm a success. If you look at your life, let's just look at your life, where you started from. Say you got a supervisory position down at the post office. You a success. What about when you wasn't working at all and now you drive a truck? But remember when you didn't have no job? Remember when you know your brother and sister? You working. You a success. You a success, man. Because life ain't a game. It's a contest. The only person you in it with is yourself. You ain't in it with Oprah and Tyler. They, they in a whole nother lane. They in another category. St- get in your category. Get your blue ribbon at what you can get a blue ribbon in. Life is not a game. It's a contest. You can blue ribbon in any category. You can come up with the sweetest sugar. You can come up with the best haircut. You can come up with the best mowed lawn. You can come up with the prettiest tractor. You can go down there with the biggest pumpkin. Just go get your blue ribbon in life, man. Stop competing against other people. Success ain't how far you got. It's the distance you travel from where you started. Those are my closing. Oh, drop the mic, baby. Drop it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Out of here. I got to get dropped myself. You dropped the mic. That's it. Drop the mic. It's really silverware. Though. I know. <laughs> we I know y'all heard that. Yeah. Well, at least you didn't say keep it pimping, so yeah. I started to. So, Steve, how do you how do you come up with these? these I, just, I just think of my life. Mm-hmm. All the lessons I've learned. I've learned all these lessons. I got 61 years of grinding and hustling. And in my 61 years of grinding and hustling, I've recorded lessons in my mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think, man, that if I share them with people, mm-hmm. like I'm trying to come out with this app where I can share it with people, where people can take these, and I'm going to give it a real catchy name. But How about Peep This? You like that one? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Let me drop this on you. You don't like that one? No, I don't. Let me holler at you. Listen up. Hey, how about this one right here? How about have yourself a great weekend? Yeah. Yes. 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 Peace. Peace.
all Steve Harvey contests. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit SteveHarvey.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.